No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you were tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, all sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government. Sovereignty itself remains with the people, by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rocking. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host. They are in the captain's chair. And therefore, they are behind the wheel and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Welcome to His Hard Line. It is Tuesday, December 27th, 2022, and we are winding down to the last few days of the year before we enter into hopefully a better year called 2023. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Today, we are going to be reading out of the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 34 and 35, because 35 is not a real long chapter. So I decided to kind of merge those two together in this episode 401, and then we'll have a little discussion, and then we'll just discuss a little bit about how our rights are actually considered our property given to us by God himself. So... um. Not a lot going on. I tell you, it's been kind of quiet, it seems like, on Telegram. Not a whole lot going on. Um, usually, I like to kind of go over a little bit over the kind of the top headlines on the Gateway Pundit, just kind of see what's going on over there in distraction world. Uh, I guess apparently there's an Indiana man that fatally shoots and dismembered his father after believing him to be a robot. Yeah. That's about as messed up as it gets. I mean... It just seems like each day ends up being a hold my beer kind of moment. Like when one day ends, the next day strives to say, you know what? I can top this. Hold my beer. I'll give you some other wacky crap happening. 
I mean, this is insane. A man shoots and dismembers his dad because he believes him to be a robot. That's messed up. That is messed up. All right, let's scroll down here. I'm not even going to cover the whole Carrie Lake thing and her being on Bannon's war room. I'm not even talking about that. That's just, I'm just over that. Let's see here. Biden, our administration is working to ensure airlines are held accountable. End quote. Joe Biden targets airlines after the polar vortex causes flight cancellations. Well, first off, what, I mean, first off, Biden's got no standing. That's number one. All right. He's not even alive. That's number two. He's not even a president, whatever doppelganger, whatever twin double he's got rolling around. He has no standing to do anything. That's number one. But even if the real Biden was there, what's he expect these airlines to do? Fly during a blizzard? And that's something else I want to say. When... I swear, I've, I, I, listen, I was a kid who was obsessed about the weather. I loved watching the Weather Channel. One of my biggest things I wanted to be as a kid was a meteorologist. I've never once in my entire life watching the Weather Channel ever heard of a polar vortex. It's called a freaking snowstorm, okay? And if it's a snowstorm with a lot of high winds and drifting snow and, you know, high amounts of snow, it's typically called a blizzard. I don't know where this whole polar vortex comes from, but I swear these people in the media, they, they conjure up these words to instill fear in the general public. You see how this works, folks? This is why I don't like looking at the mainstream media. All they try to do is promote fear by using these stupid catchphrases and these little buzzwords and just to instill fear. It's just it's ridiculous. All right, let's go down. Let's see here. Shifty Adam Schiff setting himself up for a Senate run. Yeah, OK, that means nothing. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, that means nothing. New York man files class action lawsuit alleging that Apple Watch has a racial bias. Huh. Interesting. Entering 2023, concerns about Army recruiting loom, I bet. Because if you're going to keep forcing these boys and girls to get shots called the COVID-19 shot, yeah, I probably wouldn't join either. Considering that it's been hurting and maiming and killing a lot of people. So that's interesting. Let's continue down here. Let's see here. Justin, man sentenced to 16 years in prison for his involvement in the FBI's plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Well, first off, this guy looks like a straight-up scholar. He probably should be in prison. But number two, they really should have just kidnapped her, to be quite honest with you. But whatever. Let's see. What else we got here? Hollywood and the woke entertainment industry lost hundreds of billions of dollars in market value in 2022. Well, good. I hope they go bankrupt for all I care. Hollywood definitely needs to lose every last dime since every bit of square inch of that God forbidden pedophile ridden piece of land was funded with the exploitation of children. So, you know what? Good. I hope Hollywood, Holly woke goes broke. I, I, I really hope they do. Please go away, Hollywood. Nobody likes you. Let's see. Massive tent erected at border as title 42 sets to expire. That should be interesting. Oh, what else we got here? Chaos as Southwest cancer cancels 
over 2,800 flights on the day after Christmas, stranding thousands of passengers. Again, there is a lot of snow that dumped all over the nation. I would not expect an airline to fly me in an area that got pounded and pummeled with snow. Listen, anybody who's anybody that flies in a wintertime, especially if you're flying in or out of a state that is more prone to winter weather like snow or ice, you should understand that there is a certain amount of risk that you're taking by flying in a wintertime because you should know full well that there is always the looming possibility that you're going to have your flight canceled. I mean, seriously. So anyway, there's that. Um, I really want to keep going down here. Let's see here. That's interesting. Two U.S. cities can now receive Amazon deliveries by drone. Interesting. Okay. All right. I think that's about all I can really take with scrolling through these headlines. I'll do one more. This is kind of interesting. The feds force West Point to remove the General Robert E. Lee portrait. Huh. Feds really have no jurisdiction over that, so I don't know why they feel that it is their right to force West Point to remove that, but whatever. Okay, well, that is that in a nutshell with the world. So there you have it. All sorts of distractions out there in the world, whether if it's fake or real, I don't know. But you know what? Fake or real doesn't matter. They're distractions because the real focus that we want to have is putting our eyes set forward to God and Jesus Christ. That's number one. That's numero uno. And numero dos is on our National Assembly, our Assembly of States. So let's get into the reading. So today, like I said, we're going to be reading out of Isaiah chapter 34 and 35. Chapter 34 is has only 17 verses, and then 35 only has 10, so it's not going to be too bad. I figured I'd blend the two together. And again, reading out of the New American Standard Bible. So it reads, Come near, you nations, to hear and listen, you peoples. Let the earth and all it contains hear in the world and all that springs from it. For the Lord's anger is against all the nations and his wrath against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has turned them over to slaughter. So their slain will be thrown out and their corpses will give off their stench. And the mountains will be drenched with their blood and all the heavenly lights will wear away. And the sky will be rolled up like a scroll, and its lights will also wither away as a leaf withers from the vine, or as one withers from the fig tree. For my sword has drunk its fill in heaven. Behold, it shall descend for judgment upon Edom, and upon the people whom I have designated for destruction. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It drips with fat, with the blood of lambs and goat, with the fat of the kidneys of rams, for the Lord has sacrificed and Basra, and a great slaughter in the land of Edom. Wild oxen will also fall with them, and young bulls with strong ones. So their land will be soaked with blood, and their dust become greasy with fat. For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of retribution for the cause of Zion. Its streams will be turned into pitch, and its loose earth with brimstone into brimstone, and its land will become burning pitch. 
It will not be extinguished night or day. It smoke will go up forever from generation to generation. It will be desolate. None will pass through it forever and ever, but Pelican and Hedgehog will possess it and Owl and Raven will dwell in it and he will stretch over it the line of desolation and the plumb line of emptiness. It's nobles. There is no one there whom they may proclaim king, and all its officials will be nothing. Thorns will come up in its fortified towers, weeds and thistles in its fortified cities. It will also be a haunt of jackals and a habitat of ostriches. The desert creatures will meet with the wolves. The goat also will cry to its kind. Yes, the night bird will settle there and will find herself a resting place. The tree snake will make its nest and lay eggs there, and it will hatch and gather them under its protection. And yes, the hawks will be gathered there, every one with its kind. Seek from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these will be missing. None will lack its mate, for his mouth has commanded, and his spirit has gathered them. He has cast the lot for them, and his hand has divided it to them by the measuring line. They shall possess it forever from generation to generation. They will dwell in it. And that is chapter 34, verses 1 through 17. And then let's read chapter 35. Again, only 10 verses, very short paragraph. And that continues to read, The wilderness and the desert will rejoice, and the desert will shout for joy and blossom. Like the crocus, it will blossom profusely and rejoice with joy and jubilation. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God, strengthen the exhausted, and make the feeble, the feeble strong. Say to those with anxious heart, Take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The retribution of God will come, but he will save you. Then the eyes of those who are blind will be opened, and the ears of those who are deaf will be unstopped. Then. Those who limp will leap like a deer, and the tongue of those who cannot speak will shout for joy. For waters will burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The scorched land will become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, its resting place, grass becomes reeds and rushes. A highway will be there, a roadway, and it will be called the highway of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it. But it will be for the one who walks that way, and fools will not wander on it. No line will be there, nor will any vicious animal go up on it. They will not be found there, but the redeemed will walk there. And the redeemed of the Lord will return and come to Zion with joyful shouting, and everlasting joy will be on their heads. They will obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. And that is chapter 35, verses 1 through 10. So, that was a lot to take in. So, with Isaiah chapter 34 and 35, seems like the theme that we're looking at here is regarding the payment of, you know, the payment for sin. If you don't accept Jesus as the sacrifice for your sins, it would seem like your future would not be a pleasant one. And we got to remember God is righteous and he demands that we too be righteous. And he reminds us of that in Matthew chapter five, verse 48. And so the 10 commandments set 
God's expectations of righteousness. And as Paul says, the law of God is our schoolmaster teaching us right from wrong. Now, it would be unfair of God to demand that we behave a certain way without disclosing his standards. And that's why we have the scriptures and our conscience. Both inform us of what God expects from us. And if we fail to live up to those expectations, we would most certainly be in a world of hurt. There's no doubt about that. But here's a question I want to pose to you. Have you ever lied about something to someone? You know, ever lied about something that someone has done? I mean, I think a lot of us have. I know I had in my past. And if you had, then you would know that you have then broken the ninth commandment and are guilty before a righteous God. Well, what about stealing? Well, just... Just like, you know, I don't know, maybe, for example, swiping a really nice pen from someone, right? You really like the way that pen writes and you just decide to be a klepto in that moment and you five-finger discount it and you gone. When no one's looking, well, you broke the Eighth Commandment. Now, if you're a goody-goody and you dodge those two examples that I kind of presented here, I guarantee you at some point in your life, you have at least broken the Tenth Commandment. Well, what's that one? Well, thou shalt not covet. I don't care who you are. Any, anyone who's anyone has broken that one. And if you ever wish that you had something which belongs to someone else, well, there you go. You're guilty. And I'm not trying to make it a, you know, trying to make you feel bad or anything about that. Like, I'm just saying, I'm trying to make a point here. Plain and simple, everyone has in some form or fashion broken at least one of the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And that makes all of us guilty before God. Yeah, me included. Now, what happens when I am guilty before God? What happens then? What happens when I break an earthly law? Well, if found guilty, I would have to pay a penalty for the wrong that I committed, right? And so, even so, there is a penalty to be paid for every sin that I commit against God. Well, what is that penalty? Death? I mean, really. Now, since we've all sinned, we all owe God our life as payment for our transgression. Is there a way out? Yes. Well, how's that? Well, by acknowledging Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as the sacrifice for your sins. I mean, he was delivered to us to wash away the sins of the world. And God will accept Jesus' death at the cross as a payment instead of your death. That is how Jesus takes your place on the cross. He bore that punishment that was ultimately due to you and I. And I still question in the back of my mind. I really do. I question this every day. I say this to my wife all the time. Like, how can a man, which I know he was just not any man, he was, you know, the son of God, but how can Jesus with an everlasting agape love, really, I mean, really 
want to bear that kind of torment and and die for people. I mean, because, and this is just me saying it, clearly, I'm a man, not Jesus, but, you know, through my lenses, people kind of suck, if I can be completely honest, and I'm sure a lot of you would agree, especially if you're in the people business. But that's how beautiful and perfect Jesus was. He didn't, it didn't matter who you were. You were a creation of God and he wanted to do that for you and I. He bore that punishment. But then someone would say, well, yeah, but what if I don't accept Jesus? Well, then my friend, you still owe God payment for your sins. Well, how can I pay him? Can you just die and and that be the price and then you live forever in heaven? No. Don't think that's how that works if I had to take a guess. Now, while there is no physical death all humans must face, there is a spiritual death for the sinner. And those who are justified and deemed righteous through faith in Christ will have eternal life. But those who owe God will have to pay him through all of eternity with their spiritual death in hell. And we all can see that referenced in Revelations chapter 20, verse 14. The fire is everlasting because nothing you can give God could ever repay him for your sin. Someone might say all that just for stealing a pencil when I was a kid. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but we got to remember, it doesn't matter how little or large the sin is. Sin is sin. And by choosing to commit one sin, you have chosen wickedness over righteousness. I mean, that's the bottom line. But by refusing to repent of that sin and turn to God and his ways, well, then you have clung to your wickedness and rejected salvation. Now, without Christ having made that payment for your sins and my sins, It's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, don't face eternity still owing God for your sins when Jesus has given you a way out of debt if you only accept it. That is why his hard line is here. Let me tell you something. I never lived the perfect life, folks. I'll tell you that firsthand. I have not lived the perfect life. But I tell you what, once I turned to Christ and started inviting him daily in my heart and kept asking him, please keep rebuilding me from the inside out, let me tell you, great things happen. And I continue to try to do that each and every day. Now, let's kind of break this down verse by verse real quick. So back to chapter 34, verse 1. So after the promise of heaven and hell that we read from yesterday in chapter 33, God expands his judgment to all people. And so God is not partial in judgment for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of sin, God will destroy the nations and all the enemies of the Lord will one day be gathered together in battle and slain by God himself. And we can see that referenced in Revelations 19, verses 11 through 21, and chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. Now, as we look at verse 4 in chapter 34 here, sin affects not only man, but also the earth. And I don't think people really realize that. And thanks to Satan, 
he had stained heaven. So therefore God will make all things new. Now he will destroy his world, this world, and the sinners as a purging sacrifice, the lambs and the goats. And Jesus is one's sacrifice for sin. And so to reject him, meaning Jesus, to reject Jesus means that one would still technically have to owe God the payment for sin, which is death. Well, Jason, what are you, where are you getting it from? Well, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, look it up. And so as we kind of venture in verse 7 through 8, it does not pay to be wicked, point blank. It never pays to be wicked. It doesn't end well for, for people that choose the unrighteous path. Because God will pour out all of his wrath on the ungodly and thus satisfying his requirement for justice and holiness. Remember, vengeance is God's, not ours. And so on this day, he will make one accountable for one's sins and reconcile the Jews to once again be his holy people. As chapter 33 teaches, the wicked will be destroyed while the righteous will be exalted. And so God made humans, he made man, stewards over the earth. So when one sins, whatever one touches is now defiled. And one sin, therefore, has wide-reaching consequences, even to the point that the land can be cursed because of one sin. That is why it is so important that one takes care of whatever is in one's charge. Now, as we break down the last few verses, 10 through 17, now, while Jerusalem was laid waste for a time during the Babylonian captivity, it was restored. And this section then is to be taken spiritually. Now, one is to search the book of the Lord, which obviously is the Bible, and see that God's prophecies and declarations are always fulfilled. Always. There's never a doc declaration or a prophecy that ever went unfulfilled. And so we have to remember that the wicked will inherit a terrible, ruined land from generation to generation. That is forever. And this land will have a fire that will never be quenched. Why seek for riches and earthly glory when it leads to confusion and emptiness? I mean, isn't that what we're kind of seeing today? Confusion and emptiness in today's world? I mean, really? Listen, I... I, I love life. I'm glad that God put me here. But if I could be completely honest with you guys, I mean, really be really completely honest. Sometimes it's a struggle for me to wake up when I go to work. And part of that is because of the early hours that I have, you know, waking up at 2 a.m. It's a struggle, but it's also more so a struggle for me because as I kind of see what's going on in the world and what I read and what I see and what I witness and just I mean, literally, one of those stupid headlines I was just reading earlier, uh, literally, a man fatally shoots his father and dismembers him because he was convinced that his father was a robot. What? Talk about ultimate confusion and emptiness there. I mean, wh who does that? I'm seeing more and more people, and listen, don't get me wrong here. I don't, you know, you know, I don't even care if somebody thinks or wants to call me bigoted, whatever. But as I see more people switch and convert over into transgenderism, I'm seeing it more and more by the day, more than I ever thought I'd ever see. I'm sorry, but that 
shows me that those people are confused and empty. I'm not passing judgment. It's not me to judge. It's not for me to judge. But that shows ultimate confusion and emptiness. When I see people like that, it's like, what? what? And I guess I have a hard time understanding what would possess a person, a man or a woman, to want to mutilate their God-given biological parts and try to reverse it into something else. I just don't, I just don't understand. I I just don't understand it. And so as we kind of look at chapter 35 real quick, we'll just kind of break that down. It's like I said, only 10 verses, but in that verses one through 10, God promises to make the barren land blossom. And he can take what is waste and turn it into something fruitful. That's how God works. And this is why one has to be patient to see deliverance and restoration. God will come to those who wait on him. And this promise is one's strength. It encourages one to press on for the Lord, even if it is just one day at a time. Boy, and let me tell you, folks, I am on that one day at a time threshold right now. Literally, I'm not even on a one day at a time threshold. I'm almost kind of an hour by hour, minute by minute. I'm just doing my best to press forward to the best of my ability. It's hard when you see this much chaos taking place out there. Yeah, Leslie was saying, patience is not my strong suit. Same. My wife said that when she was in school, she used to have a teacher to always say, patience is a virtue. I appreciate that, Zero Michigan. I like what you said there. He said, uh, or he or she, but he said, uh, they said, but you are an overcomer, bro. I'm assuming you're a guy because you said, bro, girls don't say that. I, I try to be. I really do. Um, yeah, I really do. It's, uh, but man, that's, that's kind of like where I'm at though. It's like every, <laughs> it, it's hard to say, you know, I had to be careful there. It's like, oh man, we're in, you know, 2022, you know I mean? Do you prefer they, them, you know? I mean, but you see what I'm saying though? This is the, this is the insanity that, that mainstream pop culture has laid, overlaid on us. Like here we are trying to do the best we can and live a righteous life and live it for God, live it for Jesus Christ, right? But this stupid thing that they call mainstream culture or whatever, pop culture, whatever the hell you want to call it, they overlay this 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 veneer of nonsense and BS. It's stupid. I'm seeing more gas stations that I go to and deliver at I'm, I'm I'm not even kidding, guys. When I say there's at least four or five uh, gas stations that I deliver at, I've seen a transition from biological males turning themselves into or trying to. I mean, they're going to f- fail miserably, but taking estrogen and, and whatever else that they got to do to switch. It's like, what? And it confuses the heck out of me. It's like, why would you do this? I mean, whatever happened to the old school days of just, you know, 
if you like the dude, just be gay. If you like to, if you're a woman and you like a girl, just be a lesbian. I mean, whatever happened to those days? And I'm not saying I condone that, but it's like, okay, you're a dude wanting to turn into a female because you like guys. Okay, well, why don't you just stay a dude and go do what you do? Or if you're a dude trying to switch to being a female because you want to say you're a lesbian, it's like, well, all right, well, then technically you're straight. Why don't you just stay a dude? Yeah, but Jason, that's not how I feel inside. It's like, what? I I don't know, guys. I'm not trying to poke fun at this. I'm really not. It is confusing as hell, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know. I just have no words. Destry is just saying abominations to God are not to be admired by the people. No, and they definitely not going to get admiration from me. They'll get my prayers, but they're definitely not going to get my admiration. But I don't know, whatever. But um, but yeah, so, you know, if one holds on, then like I said, you know, God's promises you know, then God, you know, God promises to heal all physical ailments and create a path of righteousness so simple that even a foolish person can follow it without error. No harm will come to those who take this path because only the redeemed will walk on it. And you know what? What a wonderful promise of healing and everlasting joy that would bring. All right. Now we got that out of the way. We will be right back. Just a quick 30-second break, and we will continue on the next part of the discussion. So the next part of this little discussion here, and like I said, I've been trying to do better with my time management here and how long I allow these shows to go, because as you all know, I can be a talker and sometimes these shows can go about an hour to an hour and 10, 15 minutes long. And I'm trying to do my absolute best to uh, be better, not just with my time management here behind the mic, but also at work. Um, If you see a time, I just do, I did want to mention that to you guys. If you ever see a time that I put up here when uh, a certain podcast is going to start. And I'm going to start kind of, I'm going to try to get back to having them more in the evening again, starting at seven. And with a, um, I'm going to do my absolute best to have a, you know, to be done and off the air by eight, because, you know, I want to be able to tuck my daughter in and again, trying to have a solid work studio podcast, you know, home life balance. Wintertime has been kind of uh, killing us here uh, as far as gas haulers go, because like I said, if you ever see a show says that it's going to start at 4.15 or 4.30 or something like that, um, and then all of a sudden, because of a dumb snowstorm or a car accident, and then all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm held up for two more hours. So there goes that. But yeah, so I do appreciate you guys, uh, you know, kind of bearing with me here. It's kind of, you know, 
kind of the perks of, you know, not being paid doing this podcasting, you know what I mean? Because it's just, uh, you know, when you got a full-time job, it's, uh, it's really hard to try to, to balance that out, but I'm doing my best to make sure that I have good structure, good time management. Maybe one day God will bless me enough to do this full time at which this will definitely then will have a solid, uh, schedule. Um, with more shows too during the day, honestly, because I like doing this. I really enjoy doing this. Um, but again, right now it's just not in the cards for me to be able to do this full time. So, but, um, I do appreciate that. But like I said, as of, you know, yesterday, um, I think it was kind of nice having these nine, nine, 10 days off because it allowed me to kind of recalibrate a little bit and reset kind of myself mentally on how I want to proceed forward. Because like I said, I was talking too much about de facto stuff and the elections and, you know, what's going on with Carrie Lake and what's going on with this and that. It's like, all right, you know, yes, some of that is somewhat relevant. But at the end of the day, the most relevant thing that we need to be discussing is assembling our states, putting our eyes toward Christ and God and assembling our states. Those are the two number one priorities that I have here at this show. So I'm going to do my absolute best to stick to those two subjects at hand for the most part and very little talk about other things that are would, you know, in my mind would be considered a distraction. So, um, but yeah, so there you go. So I want to play this little piece real quick. It's only about two, mm, two and a half minutes long. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of a show. You can find it on YouTube, Kirk's Law Corner. You should check it out. Now, I believe every Monday he does a live, almost every Monday. You should really check it out. Kirk, K-I-R-K, Kirk's Law Corner. And I tell you what, this man, he's a former Marine and he is a wealth of knowledge. He knows his constitution. He knows, I mean, he's he's a wealth of knowledge. You should really go listen to him. I'm going to play this one little piece here. Um, I'm not sure. It, it, this appears to be, from what I gathered, I found this, I think this was on TikTok. He was on, um, this was a TikTok video, but I believe he was in a hearing. And I don't know where this hearing was, but he was talking about our rights, how our rights are considered property given to us by the divine God, your, our heavenly father. And um, I just wanted to play this piece because I feel like it's really important for you all to hear and maybe we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards but uh give this a listen to um destry was just saying here on the chat board more and more people are realizing that reassembly of our republic is the only answer and i think so too you know earlier today on on truth social um somehow i got tagged to a post that anyway every time a response was taking place i would get notified and there was this guy on there. Apparently, he's a huge David Strait fan. All right, God bless him, whatever. But he's basically trying to tell me and Destry, because Destry was in on this conversation on True Social. He's trying to basically tell how, you know, tell him and I how we're basically wrong and we're, in lesser words, pretty much idiots because um, we're not following the David Strait way. And, uh, what David Strait says is gospel. And, uh, we should definitely go to Oklahoma city and go see his seminar for three days and spend $150 to do that. It's like, do you hear the insanity of what you just said? My man, how much is he charging again per head? 150, $200 a head. And he has swindled and grifted off of now 10 million plus people. 
dude. Dude. I'm sorry, but when it comes to the restoration of our republic and restoring America, that is not something to be profiting off of. If you're truly about restoring America and getting freedom back to the people and power back to the people, you don't charge for that. You don't do a seminar. Look, if you want to help people, there's ways of doing it without, you know, getting a huge venue and charging $150, $200, you know, ahead to do it. You do what like Lena does. And you do a, a, a video uh, thing on, um, like a video webcast on, uh, uh, I forgot those video platforms, but you know what I'm talking about. You do a video webcast. You can have up to, you know, I'm sure eight, nine hundred, you know, a thousand people at one time. You don't need to charge for that. If you're truly about helping restore America and helping Americans regain the power that we already have. We just need more numbers in our reassembled states to wield that power. But if you were truly a man or a woman who was really wanting this nation back to the people, you don't go charging for this crap. And what he's peddling is indeed crap. What the National Assembly is putting forward is solid, proven, tried and proven methods that were based on what our founding fathers accomplished. Destry said it right here. Yeah, Jesus freely gave information when he walked the land. He didn't charge for it. So anyway, let's let's listen to this uh, this little piece here real quick. Hi, my name is Kirk Pendergrass. I'm with Kirk's Law Corner LLC and Eclaws LLC. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak today. Um, you guys have been shammed, violated your rights to due process of law, fellow injury to servant. Governor, according to Article 4, Section 9 of the Outer Constitution, was required when he did his proclamation to call you folks into session so that he could, we could deal with those that state of emergency because that's the power that properly belongs to the legislature. Natural rights and civil rights have nothing to do with the establishment, support, or management of government. That would be American Jurisprudence, Volume 15, Civil Rights, Section 2. Remember, this is policy, right? Policy doesn't apply to the people. This is an usurpation of power by the governor. This is subversion of law, it's sedition, and it's treasonous. And I implore you all to investigate. Do an investigation to whether or not to verify my claims that that's a violation of due process of law and that leads to treason. Because as our representatives, we have the power to instruct you. At the very least, it is an emoluments violation, it is an embezzlement, Title 18, subsection 643. We cannot pay people public servants to trespass the law. Our rights are unalienable. They're not to be touched. They're not to be looked at. They're not to be trespassed on because they are our property. I'm not sure if you folks are aware of the Commission on Unalienable Rights that was just created. Uh, there is a 60-page report 
on a commission for unalienable rights. They are, in fact, our property, as our property is an aggregate of guaranteed rights. These are creator-endowed rights. Government was instituted to secure those rights from infringement. And you folks, as our representatives, have been violated by a fellow servant. And again, I implore you to do an investigation to verify my claims. And I'd be happy to sit down with any of you and go over this law right here. This is actually the law. The legislature makes policy. The only other way to make law is through an Article 5 convention or like kind in the states. Again, our rights are not to be put to a vote, right? We all understand that, right? That you're the servants, we're the masters. We the people. It's of the people, by the people, and for the people. That's right. Of the people, by the people, and for the people. He's not wrong. Let me tell you something. More and more people are starting to wake up and realize that we are the masters of this land. We were given our rights by our Creator, the Divine, our Heavenly Father. Some of us might know Him as God. Those rights were given to us by God, not man. God created man. Man created government. We need to remember that. Government didn't create man. Man created government, and the servants that work within that government answer to us. But yet these fools who have usurped their power They think we are their subjects. That's not how that works. And this is why it's so very much vitally important to understand who you are, for, for starters. Know your rights. And comprehend how you apply your rights. You don't have, you don't answer to no man. You answer to yourself by holding yourself accountable for all of your actions and you, and you answer to God. You answer to God first, but then you have to answer to yourself because you got to hold, again, you got to hold yourself accountable for your actions because God's always watching. But our rights is indeed our property. They are unalienable. You can't give them away even if you wanted to. They could try to make you think that they are taking them. Eh, sorry, that's not how that works. My right to not wear a mask when I walk into a medical facility to go get my DOT physical let me tell you what, I look forward to that next trip in here in about four and a half months. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see one of these dingbats trying to tell me, um, sir, can you please put on a mask? No, because it is my right, which by the way is my property, ma'am. It is my right to decline that. 
for multiple reasons, which I don't have to divulge to you. But it's my right. So you could take your mask and your so-called policy and you could go pound sand with that. Your rights are your property. No one has authority to step on your rights, to abuse your rights, to steal or take away your rights. Nobody has that authority. Don't give people that authority. And that includes these usurpers in D.C. and at the state levels and even county levels. And that also includes your policy enforcers, a.k.a. police. There's only one law enforcer, and that's your county sheriff and deputies. But your municipal police department, they're policy enforcers. Don't let them walk all over you. Remember your rights. And Zero Michigan was just saying, they say, then they'll say it's their right to refer to company's policy. <laughs> you know what I actually would say at that point? I'd be like, your company policy applies to you because you're the employee of this company. I'm not the employee. So, yeah. I tell you what, last time I was there, I had to get a random drug test. That whole mask thing didn't work. I tell you what, that lady absolutely hated me. And you know what? When I got to the back room to go do, you know, what they have to make you do, you know, urinate in a cup and all this other fun stuff, not a single individual said a damn thing to me back there. They can't do anything. They can't do anything to you. And I'm telling you right now, these people... There's going to be a very harsh reality check that's going to take place with these people that think that they can get off on telling you what to do. Remember your rights, ladies and gentlemen. They're yours. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you so much for this day. I really, really appreciate all that you do and for giving my wife the knowledge and the know-how to help nurse me back to good health. I really appreciate that. Thank you for all of the many blessings that you not only bring to my life and my family's life, but to all of those that are here. And we appreciate the year that we had, even though it's been kind of a tough year for a lot, for many we will still continue to press forward each and every day, one day at a time. Hour by hour, minute by minute, we will continue to press forward for you while we wait for you. But while we're waiting, we will continue to do your work. Just guide us. Guide us. Instruct us. Show us the light where you need us to go. And allow us to be a light for others so that they can step out of the darkness too. We pray for our enemies and whatever schemes that they have planned to try to make us fumble and trip. We just pray that their plans fail. And not only that we pray that their plans fail, but we also pray that they come to the realization that following you is the only way. And so, Father, we just want to say thank you for all the many 
many blessings again that you bring into our life and just thank you for another day of life and good health we ask that you guide our thoughts our words as well as our actions we want to be the best representatives that we can be for you here on this earth so we can continue to occupy this land and expand your kingdom and to continue to do the works that you all called us to do we pray all of this in your holy son's name Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I do want to say thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. You guys are excellent. You guys are amazing. I couldn't ask for a better group of people. And uh, I promise each day I will do my absolute best to continuously be better to make sure we have good, solid content, to keep it in a timely fashion because I respect all of your time. All right. And I tell you what, I'm not really a live guy, you know, to listen, you know, for live uh, podcast. I really never have been uh, big on that. But I got to say, um, I do appreciate you guys' commitment to actually come here and listen live. I really do appreciate it because that's not me. I can't do it. I like to listen to the replay. I've, oh, I'm too busy to be listening, you know, catch something live. But I do appreciate you guys are excellent. And I will continuously make sure um, that I will always improve this show, whether if it's sound quality, content, or otherwise. I will always make sure I will keep this to be a... Uh, an ever-evolving show. And one other thing too, because I always keep forgetting it. If you, uh, if anybody out there is looking to want to um, order like a coffee mug or a tumbler or um, I don't know, a keychain uh, or a koozie for your pop can or beer, um, you can email Randy at just crafting around the number two at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-C-R-A-F-T-E-N-A-R-O-U-N-D, the number two at gmail.com. That's Randy at just crafting around the number two at gmail.com. Um, what I was thinking about doing too, because um, as we get into the new year, I'm going to, again, I'm restructuring how I do my work, you know, utilize my time. I'm thinking about just making a bunch of um, decals, vinyl decals, stick-ons for your car, his hard line decals, possibly. I don't know. I'm 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 still trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, I've kind of shied away from doing the shirts at the moment, just because again, time. But making decals is not a huge issue, actually. In fact, making detail de decals is actually a pretty. Um, <laughs> Zero in Michigan says, got any his hardline flamethrowers? Yeah, who was that? Wasn't it like some governor? Was it Christy Gnome that she got like a flamethrower for Christmas or something? <laughs> that was, that, I'm not going to lie. That would be pretty sweet. See, I'm a pyro. I'd be burning down so much crap by mistake. <laughs> Dude, flamethrower would be awesome. There's something about a flamethrower, though. That would scare the hell out of anybody. Like, okay, the click clack of a shotgun pumping in around, you know, for an intruder, you know, is, is pretty scary. But like, if someone heard the sound of flames 
blowing. Like I'm sure even if you've watched some movies, you know that a flamethrower, what a flamethrower would sound like. If I heard that man, I'd be gone. I'd be so gone. <laughs> but anyway, but back to the, um, but back to the decals though, I was thinking about printing off some decals and, um, I don't know, putting them up for sale. I was thinking about also doing some like drawings too, like to give them away just because you guys are awesome. And people have been asking me about decals. So I think I might do that. So, um, again, everything in time, you know, just little by little. So, but I hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember here at his Hardline, we are firm. We are steadfast and we are uncompromising. And the reason that's so is because while well, the enemy has crossed that line for the last time, we're not going to allow that enemy to cross over that line anymore. We have to hold that line, ladies and gentlemen. It's so important. It's so important. So we will be back here tomorrow for another episode. We'll do another reading out of Isaiah. And I hope you all have a great, great, blessed day, blessed evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. All right. Bye, ladies and gentlemen. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link. Shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.